And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is Play by Play coming to you live here on KLEB and then also on ESPN 100.3. We're going to be doing something a little bit different today. This is Casey Gisclair here. Um, I'm going to be filling in for Gus Cattengill at noon whenever his show starts. But in the meantime, we're going to be doing my regular show, which you can hear on 1600 AM and 102.7 FM every Monday through Friday from 1130 to 1, which is play by play. And during the course of play-by-play, we're going to have Chip Didier, the volleyball coach at HL Bourgeois, on the line at 11.45. He'll be joining us to talk with, um, you know, about Braves volleyball. At 12 noon, we're going to have B.J. Young, South LaVouche High School football coach, on to talk about the Tarpons. 12.15, Taylor Griffin will be on to talk with us about um, South LaFouche athletics and everything going on in the world of sports. There's a whole lot going on out in the uh, the world of sports, and we'll be chatting with Taylor about that. 12.30, it's Wednesday, so we've got our Wednesday mailbag. We'll be answering the questions from our listeners. And then at 12.45, I'll get you some betting picks, some things happening around the world of sports. Then, whenever we wrap up play-by-play and we dive head, full steam ahead into the sports hangover, we're going to have Scott Prather on at 1, Ralph Marbro on at 1.15. We'll be talking some Saints camp, MLB trade deadline, and then we'll have Sean Fox at 2.15, and we'll go over the NFL headlines. And at the bottom of the show, we'll look at some NFL over-under win totals, and I'll give you a look. I mean, hey, sports betting is legal in Louisiana. Uh, you go out in, in many of the sports books around the state and maybe win a little bit of cash. I will look at some over-under win totals uh, that I like with the season now near. Now, we want to open up today's show on a little bit of a somber note, right? Um don't like to do this. We like to talk about high school athletics at the top of all the shows. But yesterday, an absolute legend in the world of sports broadcasting um, passed on in Vin Scully, who is no longer with us. Vin Scully was a longtime broadcaster for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He died yesterday at the age of 94. Scully was a who's who in broadcasting. He called just about everything that there is to call Major League Baseball, NFL football, PGA Tour golf. He was the play-by-play guy for the Dodgers from 1950 to 2016. 66 seasons working for the Dodgers. Um, was awarded with the Ford C. Frick Award, the Commissioner's Historic Achievement Award, Presidential Medal of Freedom, Hollywood Walk of Fame star, and... um the microphone, the official microphone of the Dodgers was retired in his honor. So I would have been remiss if we didn't open up today's show, you know, mentioning, you know, the, the memory of Mr. Vin Scully who passed on. I obviously never had a chance to meet him, but I could tell you this. I was heavily inspired by him throughout the course of my career. Um, because here's the thing about this profession, right? And I'm going to get to a little bit of high school sports talk also to wrap up the bottom of this first segment, but. Here's the thing about this profession. There are so many people who don't do radio or TV or newspaper or whatever it may be that think that it's so easy to do radio or TV or newspaper or whatever it may be. I hear often, oh man, like you talk about sports on the radio for a living, like that's a job, you get paid to do that, like that must be so easy. And then I challenged them, I said, okay, let's talk, you know, let's debate, let's talk about a topic. And I'll bring up a topic, you know, hey, let's talk about the Saints. And then they'll make two or three points, and then after three or four minutes, they have nothing left to say. And then I say, all right, well, now you got another two hours and 55 minutes left to fill and entertain the audience. So 
people don't understand what goes into this. It's more than just, you know, liking sports. It's more than just watching games on Sunday. You got to figure out, you know, in my, in my, you know, personal uh, experience, I've got to film 90 minutes and be entertaining for 90 minutes five days a week. And then on Saturday, I got to do it for two hours. So you got to be a good storyteller. You got to be a good communicator. It's more than just knowing the players on the roster, knowing who the quarterback is or whatever. And Vin Scully, to bring it all full circle, did that better than anyone. I challenge you all today, if you're a fan of sports, Google the man's name, or I always say Google his name into YouTube. That makes no sense. Search his name in YouTube, and then listen to some of the amazing calls that he has made, and then also some of the wonderful stories that he has told throughout the course of his career. An absolute legend, the best to ever do it, and that man is the reason why I, or one of the reasons why I'm sitting in this chair today, because I grew up saying, hey man, that guy's really cool. What he does is really cool. I want to do the same. I'm never going to be near as good as he is at it, but he was certainly an inspiration for me getting to this position. Now, let's talk about this here on Play by Play. Um, Big news yesterday in the high school ranks, and we'll chat with B.J. Young about this um, a little bit later in the show when we have him at noon. Uh, South Lafouche High School uh, was scheduled to play Central Lafouche High School in the Caesars Superdome which, you know, was very exciting and everybody was fired up and, you know, everybody was, in, you know, looking forward so much to that game taking place. Well, for reasons unknown to me at present, and we're going to find out at noon when we have BJ on, that game got nixed. It is now going to be a regular season game that will be just a home game for South Lafouche out in Galliano. The Tarpons posted on their official Facebook page, Tarpon fans, we have some bad news. We received a call today that we will not be allowed to play our game against Central Lafouche in the Dome. This is out of our hands, and the kids are hurt the most. The game will now be played at South Lafouche on the 16th of September at 7 p.m. We hope to see you all there. So, you know, troubling situation. Don't know what all went down, but for anybody that's listening, if you want to stick around with us for about another 25, 30 minutes or so, we're going to get the answers when we have B.J. Young on to hear what happened and what happened with that situation. Uh, I'm also looking forward to chatting with B.J. just about the start of camp. Our local high school teams are practicing that some are in pads some are not you know because you got to do a week without pads before you put them on some teams started last week some teams are starting this week and we're getting awfully close to to rocking and rolling we're getting awfully close to you know putting these plans into motion and getting the teams out on the field and scrimmaging other teams and the jamborees are coming up and then you got the first friday in september which will be the start to the seasons it's going to be a fun time to be a sports fan not just in our Bayou region here, but look, this is where play-by-play is focused. I understand we have a more statewide New Orleans-based audience. How about in the New Orleans region as a whole? We're talking about high school football in the city? You kidding me? Warren Easton, Ed Nicar, John Curtis, you know, whoever else that I'm forgetting along the way. Newman, the number one player in the country is in the city. It's going to be an awesome high school football season. Just in recent days, I've been doing a little bit of contributing work for TigerBait.com. Had an opportunity to speak with uh, several of the top players in the state of Louisiana in the next couple of recruiting cycles, and they're all telling me that they think that their teams are going to be incredible. Cannot wait to see how it all shakes itself out. Now, one last attaboy that I got to give them. We're going to get our first commercial break. I'm going to get really fired up in a good way about this. Our regular regular listeners on play-by-play know sometimes we get fired up and get a little bit angry. But um, kudos. And I literally, I, I walked into the studio today late 
because I was sitting in my car in the parking lot talking to Jared Martin, who's the superintendent of schools in Lafourche Parish. I've been here since about 10.55. I walked in at like 11.25 because I was on the phone with Mr. Martin. News broke today that the Lafourche Parish School District was ranked in the top 10 in the state this past school year for overall performance. And no district had more student growth than Lafouche Parish did. This isn't a sports topic, but this is something that I think transcends sports and it's something that I think that we need to talk about. Think about that for just a second, y'all. The school district that most of you all, because we have a, a predominantly Lafouche listener base here. We got some Terrebonne sprinkling in it today. We're, we're more expansive in New Orleans and everything like that. But the school district that a lot of you all who are listening send your kids into is top 10 in the state in the past year, which is awesome. But that's also not new for Lafouche, right? But think about what I'm about to say. That's through taking a month and some instances a month and a half off because of Hurricane Ida. That's through COVID and quarantines and all the different challenges that that presented in the past year. That's through going, you know, on hybrid schedules and the roof, you know, maybe still leaking water and, you know, your kid not knowing where he was going to be going to school after the storm, whatever it may be. This is an unbelievable performance and achievement from our local public school district. I spoke to um, Jared Martin earlier today. He is tickled pink. He's incredibly pleased with the way that the school district performed and with good reason. Kudos to Mr. Martin and his staff. On a job well done. Our school district performed at an absolutely incredible level. Galliano Elementary School, just down the road here, was recognized as being one of the top schools across the state in percentage of student growth at 16%. Everybody involved in the entire district, you deserve a well-earned round of applause. If you see a teacher today, thank them for their hard work. And man, that's an, I talked about this earlier in the week. That's an underpaid profession. That's a profession that we don't appreciate nearly enough. They went through hell in a handbasket and had to deal with every single challenge under the sun in the past year and still somehow through it all found a way to achieve top billing. And that is absolutely incredible. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to go to Chip Didier, the head volleyball coach at HL Bourgeois. Coach Didier is a volleyball legend, local. He's one hundreds of games and been to so many different schools and have taken teams on deep playoff runs. He had retired for quite some time, but he's back at it now with the Lady Braves, and we're going to chat with him about some of his plans for the upcoming season. It's play-by-play here on KLEB, but also also on uh, ESPN 100.3. We'll be right back after this. You know Randy, right? Research Randy? Yeah, you know Randy. That guy could spend a week researching which brand of underwear to buy. I went with him to look at diamonds. Uh, How did you survive it? I told him to go to every store and visit every website, and then I'd go with him to Ramsey's. (laughs) So you cheated? Yeah, I cheated. I didn't want to have to go to 20 stores. How long did it take him to realize Ramsey's is the place to buy diamonds? Keep in mind that by the time Randy got to Ramsey's, he had heard blah, blah, blah from everyone else in town. So what happened when he got to Ramsey's? When our boys saw that Ramsey's has every size and every color and every clarity of diamond from Diamond Mines and all the same choices in created diamonds, plus every style of engagement ring that everyone else had, plus that many more that no one else had. Dude, I've been to Ramsey's. His eyebrows shut up an inch and a half and he started to hyperventilate. (laughs) He bought from Ramsey's, right? Of course he did. Research Randy is annoying, but he's not an idiot. (laughs) Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers. 
you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bed bugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. Plus, we're ready to deal on every vehicle in stock or online too at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Remember, we have the all-new Toyota Tundra. Totally redesigned and ready for your summer plans. The kids are out of school and you've got vacation plans. It's the perfect time for something new. And we want your trade and we're paying top dollar. Greg's got the deal. South Hollywood Road in Homa. Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. So much of the local sports talk right now is involving high school football, and rightfully so, but I promised you earlier in the week on play-by-play that we wouldn't forget about volleyball, and that's where our next call-in guest resides. That's Chip Didier, the first-year head volleyball coach over at H.L. Bourgeois. Coach Didier, good morning, man. How are you? Good morning. I appreciate you calling me. Absolutely, friend. Look, you have been doing this for a long time, then stepped away, and then stepped back into it. I know everybody's excited. Talk first about the decision to get back into coaching, man. That was a very interesting move. Took, took a lot of us kind of in awe whenever we saw that headline break. Yeah, I'm still in awe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, what happened was uh, a lot of my older friends aren't doing as much as they used to do, and and I'm not a person that can sit at home and lay on the couch and watch soap operas and stuff, and so I just felt like I needed to get out and do something. And when the opportunity arrived, uh, Mr. Hodson was here as the principal, and Andrew Cowett, the AD, was here, and they called me and asked me if I'd be interested. And at first I told them no, and then they kept calling, and we kept talking. And I told them, uh, then I eventually just started thinking, why not? Why not? I mean, I like to hunt and fish, and I still got a lot of time to do that. And uh, the hunting season don't start until November. Volleyball's over then. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did what I did, and hopefully uh, I can stay healthy. I'll be 70 in uh, September, so that's uh, tough. But I don't feel 70 now. I feel a lot younger around these uh, young ladies, and uh, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Absolutely. And then one of the things that was maybe the most interesting was, of course, your decision to come back. But then you got Coach Verrett to stay on with you, man. So two of the most decorated volleyball coaches in the history of our area on the same staff. How would you get Pete to say, you know, hey, I'm going to come back too. This will be fun. Well, Peter was – uh, he told me uh, when he heard that I was interested, he told me point blank, he said, if you come and you take the head coach, I will be a voluntary assistant coach. And I, that was the thing that pushed me over the edge, that he would help me. Uh, and we also have Bridget Ballet here, who's been here 25 years, outstanding coach. I hired Carrie, uh, uh, Carrie Townley, who uh, played for me at Terrebonne a long time ago, outstanding coach in my club. And my volleyball club, Bayou Bandits, and she knows the game. So we have four coaches here. Uh, if you put all of their accumulated years of experience, you're talking over 100 years of volleyball. Which is unbelievable, man. That, that's going to pay off for the kids. That's going to be awesome. And, look, let's talk about this, Coach, because I first met you whenever I was doing stats for the South Lafouche volleyball team in the mid-2000s. You know, yeah. you, you were yeah. at Terrebonne at the time. Um yeah. 
at that time, there were a handful of programs in the area that were, you no, know, they were okay, but not anything like we see anymore. And I think it's a testament to the fact that the kids are playing younger. They're getting more experience. Your summer program is a big part of that. Just how much has the sport grown locally in the last 20, 25 years? Oh, it's grown tremendously. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm trying to do here at HL Bourgeois, catch them up. The last two years has really uh, brought it down, and Peter knew that. Uh, and so I'm trying to change the culture, get those kids committed, and make them and get them to do what they have to do. But, you know, South LaFouche got a real fine team now. I mean, South Terrebonne can play. Homer Christian can play. Thibodeau can play. We all know about Edie White and Vanderbilt. And this, this, all these teams can play. Uh, Covenant Christian is much better. And it is because of uh, the extra ball that the girls are putting in, the extra time that they're putting in, they're getting that experience. My club is very, very young. We are extremely young. We're going to struggle this year because we have no experience. We have one, maybe two girls that's played a lot of volleyball, and the rest of them, I mean, last year was a bad year for them because uh, a lot of the JV and freshman games are canceled because of Ida. So all they played was varsity. So they didn't get a chance to get anything. So I got seniors and juniors that are trying to learn how to play because they missed out on last year and year before because of the COVID as well. So it's a volleyball has really come a long way. You got good players on every team. It's just whether you can handle those good players or not, whether you're going to be successful or not. So I was joking the other day with Sierra Lyons, who's one of your former great players from yesteryear. Yeah. And she was saying, man, now I got to wear blue now in support of you. So <laughs> it makes me think, do you got any many Sierras out there? Any kid with potential to be special out there? Uh, we do have some kids. They're young. They're 10th graders. Um, couple, we got a junior. That's pretty good. And we got a couple of seniors that are, that contributed last year a little bit. And so it's just going to take time. I mean, I, I'm I'm teaching things that I don't normally have to teach because uh, they normally know how to rotate. They normally know how to go to base, which is a volleyball term. They know how to play defense. Stuff. This group is learning on the job, and we're trying to catch them up. Uh, so far, we played in three team camps, and we played, you know, probably close to 25, 26, 27 uh, matches already. So they're gaining some experience. But we got a long way to go because they're still not in the right places and all that. But we do have the potential, but I think it's going to take time. I think this year is going to be a learning experience. Next year will be better, but I think three years from now, if I'm still around, I think that uh, we could be really, really, really good. But it's going to take time. It's going to take time. Coach, one of the things that I'm constantly griping about here on this show is the fact that we talk about Okay, well, we've got a split in football and the private schools are on this side, the public schools are on that side. Now they're even growing that divide, you know, with select schools and charter schools and magnet schools and open enrollment and all that stuff. But in volleyball, there is no such thing. You know, you guys are all together. And if you look at who wins the state championships, it's predominantly the private schools that dominate that. Are you okay with that? You know, with everything being back together? Or is it a situation where you're looking over at football saying, Hey, why can't we get brackets like that? Well, I don't know how Title Nine didn't get involved in that, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Because volleyball is supposed to be the equal sport to football. I know we're not the big money maker and all that, but at Bourgeois, we do do very well financially when we host tournaments and team camps and all that. We, we run ourselves and we actually help the athletic department. But, um, I, I feel like it's just not fair. It's not fair. Anybody can go to Vanderbilt. Anybody can go to Edie White, but not anybody can come to HL Bourgeois. 
and they have to live in the area. So it's really restrictive. And for the last 20 years, if you look back in every division who has one state, very, very few public schools. And that's the reason for that. There's a serious reason for that. And uh, it's an unjust reason because we can't, we can't go out and handpick our kids. Like I tell the bourgeois girls here, hey, you're my cards. I dealt, dealt, you dealt me your hand, and I got to play with what I got. That's what I got. I can't bring in this stud player that I saw playing in the park or somewhere like that. I can't do that. I really think they did a serious injustice to volleyball. Of all the sports, and I hate to say this, but of all the sports, volleyball is the worst as far as select and non-select goes. It's the worst. It is by far the worst. The public schools today, and every public school coach will tell you, don't have a chance. We'll not have to. You can make it to the Pontchartrain Center, but if you can make it to the semifinals, you you won the state championship. I mean, that's just how hard it is to do that. By last year, Terrebonne, we made it to the semifinals. We were beating uh, St. Joe 11-1 to in the first set, and my big middle come down and broke her ankle. Oh. And I knew we were in trouble. We were the one state because the team we were going to play in the finals, we had beat four times already, and we dominated them. So if we could have got by that St. Joe team, we were going to win state. And we should have. And the girls today will tell you on that team, we'd have won state if we didn't lose one of our better players in the middle of that match. 11-1, to one and, we, and we lost. But uh, you know, I agree with you that uh, select and non-select should have been for every sport. I don't think they should – segregate that or whatever you call that because it's just not fair it's just it's not a fair playing table at all we can't compete against the private schools. i agree no with way. that i agree with that wholeheartedly so coach let's talk about this you've been doing this for a long time man and i often hear older coaches say you know hey man like the kids have changed you know maybe the attitude has changed or maybe you know they're not willing to work as hard because you know they want to play on their ipad or do whatever do you see that today, or is it a situation to where? And I, and I kind of believe this is maybe maybe the way that we treat the kids has changed a little bit. What what do you see, and what do you think about that? Yeah, I, the kids have changed in the sense that um, the parents are, you know, and I don't want to throw everybody under the bus, but the parents are closer with their kids as far as being their friends. Sure. And they need to be parents. And if they're parents first, then the kids are going to respect them, and they're going to be friends with them anyway. They're going to love them and all that. But I see the parental part of it is really, really tough, and I think that the kids uh, today get away with a lot more than what they used to be able to get away with, and phones are a problem. They're on social media all the time. I've had to, I had a situation where I had to, I had to get involved with, with the social media, and, and that's not something I normally have to worry about. And... Uh, but I just think, you know, a lot of parenting is different and everything. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying it is different. And the kids, a lot of them think they're entitled. And if they don't play, they're going to quit. And if they don't get a chance to contribute, they're going to quit. And my job is to not, not let them quit because they can be a potential in the future, but they got to realize that. So I try to push that aspect and let them know. You can contribute to this program, but it's going to take time, and you got to work at it, and you got to develop, and you got to uh, get the experience needed to play on the varsity level. Coach, one of the best parts of the local volleyball season is your home tournament. It's a celebration of volleyball in our area. It's a who's who. Everybody comes out there. Great teams from around the state. Tell us about the event this year. I see September ninth, or excuse me, September eighth through tenth. 
Uh, give us a rundown of who all is going to be out there and some of the things you're most excited for in that in that weekend event. Well, we have some good teams in there. We don't have as many. We only have two courts available. I got you. And we're, I'm begging the school board to come in and fix this floor in the, in the girls' gym. It sure would help us. I mean, we could triple the amount of money that we make for the program and the school, uh, but with two courts, we're limited. So uh, basically, we got 10 teams coming in. There'll be five on one court, five on another court. Uh, we always have great concessions here, always, and they do a tremendous job on a hospitality room for the coaches. That's what the coaches like to come. But uh, we got North Shore coming in, who's a really, really good team. Uh, we got a lot of local teams coming in. Uh, but it's going to be a fun time. Uh, it's not going to be our usual tournament because they got to get in here and fix this gym. And uh, I don't know what the holdup is, but I wish they would do it for the girls because. Uh, I just don't know if this was a foot if this was the football stadium they'd have it ready up and running. So I don't know. So I, I hope they can get in here and fix this gym for these young ladies so we can have our home court advantage in our gym and we'd like to practice and have be able to set four courts up. We're gonna host a uh, freshman tournament as well. It'll be the first time we've ever hosted a freshman tournament over here to give these freshmen a chance to to play in tournaments, which they don't normally get. Uh, so we're looking forward to it, and we do have some good teams in the tournament, and uh, we're excited about that. Coach, before we let you go, uh, it, was that Ida damage, or was that just you know the gym wore out? Like what what, what caused the damages out there? No, it's Ida damage. They had water come into the floor, and we got wooden floors, so it's buckled everywhere, and so uh, nobody can come in the gym whatsoever. And uh, I mean, they could have went, in, they could have came in here by now. I don't know the money situation. I don't know what's going on. I'm just begging for them to do it. They could come in. They could have stripped this floor already and put a new floor down very easy. But I know they got a lot of priorities, uh, trying to get South Carolina Ellender up and running. I understand that. But if they got other construction crews available that could come do this and the money's there, from what I've heard, the money's there to fix it. We just got to get the people out here to work. But I, I, I don't, I, I don't, the principal's looking into it and she's working hard and we got a new principal. She's working hard to, uh, get it up and running because it's not fair for the young ladies for PE and classes and all they're having to go in the hallway and the boys are in the boys gym. And that's not fair. That's just not fair. So this could become a title nine issue. You know, the boys gym is up and running, but the girls gym is not. And we don't want to bring up title nine. That's not something we should have to do. They should know that and take care of it. I mean, so I'm hoping they do because we take a lot of pride in playing in our, in our gym. We think we have a real, advantage in our gym but in the boys gym that's not somewhere where we normally play so it's kind of like we're awake so we have to hopefully they'll get this gym up and running but if fema's got anything to do about it we could be four or five years down the road i don't know <laughs> no doubt well look brother we thank you so much for the time man good luck to y'all we'll chat again right. soon okay thank you very much casey i appreciate the interview thank yeah, you that is coach didier with hl bourgeois doing a wonderful job let's catch a break when we get back bj young south lafouche will be joining us talk some football Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3 and 2 stall restroom air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with. 
industrial power systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, gentle